Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Ephesians with the beginning of chapter 4. In the final three chapters of Ephesians, we're going to see what to do in light of all that God has done for us in Christ. This next passage has unity as its theme. This biblical unity is not an external thing, nor it is something mechanical. It is internal and organic. It is supernatural. It cannot be superimposed on people apart from the life of Christ. It springs from the power of Christ indwelling each believer. It is a spirit-controlled and spirit-produced unity, which is rooted in truth. Unity is a popular word, but there are many wrong ideas attached to the word. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he presents today's slice of this week's message entitled, The Worthy Walk of Oneness, Part 1. I always say when we do our question and answer series, our, I call it Provoke the Pastor, and, and I get questions that sometimes that, well, um, why did Jesus say this? Or what was Elijah thinking? Or something like that. If, if the text of the Bible says, well, then we'll find it. But for a, a true Christian, sometimes the answer is the Bible doesn't say. And that is a perfect answer. Are you willing to believe that God has given to us everything we need for life and godliness? Or are you going to speculate about things? People start speculating, a new denomination is born, a new cult is born, a new book is written, uh, all sorts of things fall apart. And that ultimately leads to heresy, which is just speculation run wild. Remember Paul told Timothy, I left you in Ephesus in order to teach certain men not to teach strange doctrine. That's 1 Timothy 1.3. Look what he said right after that in 1 Timothy 1, 6 through 7. For some men straying from these things these specific things about what it means to be in Christ. Some people, uh, some men straying from these things have turned aside to fruitless discussion, wanting to be teachers of the law even though they do not understand either what they are saying or the matters about which they make confident assertions. That's just all false teaching is. Let's think up something and saddle up our horse and ride off into problem land. I've spent many sad hours I've had many heartaches trying to help people overcome the, the results of stupid spiritual advice that has been given by people who haven't spent the effort to search out what does God say on this subject? What is the biblical definition of human? What does it mean to be in the image of God? And then we build from there. Uh, the, the point of all this is that our unity cannot be displayed until we start with an understanding of who we are in Christ. And we have a commitment to accurately apply that truth that God has revealed to us in His Word. In other words, as we walk along, the unity becomes evident. 
Unity is rooted in knowing your, oh, here it is again, your calling, the calling with which you have been called. Unity is part of our calling. Unity is not an option. It's a reality. And by the way, Jesus prayed about this unity and for you and me when it comes to this reality. Remember the night before He went to the cross and the great prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane? Among that, these verses, starting at John 17, verse 20, Jesus says to the Father, I do not ask on behalf of these alone. The antecedent of these is the 11 remaining disciples because Judas had already done his evil deed and departed. I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. He goes on to say, the glory which you have given me, I have given to them that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected in unity so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you have loved me. Now, here's the important thing to understand. Jesus' prayer was answered as soon as there were two, well, there was 11 that night, As soon as there were more than one believer in Christ, they are one. They are one unit. They are one body together. We are one in Christ. There's only one body of Christ. We here in this place, we are one local manifestation of that body. Take a look at what's coming up after we finish this sentence that we began today. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6, and see if you can figure out if there's a theme here. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you also were called, back to Ephesians 1, you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. You might say you are all one. We are a unit. My friends, our job as brothers and sisters in Christ is not to create unity. That's because we can't. It's God's work. Our job is to live out the unity that is created by God through Jesus Christ and to avoid messing it up. And that's where the hard work needs to be done. That's where it matters so much how we walk, how we practice our lives together. Here's a spoiler alert. Next time we visit Ephesians, I think we're going to make it all the way to verse 3 and look at the, the last participle that dangles from the command, walk worthy of the calling with which you've been called. It's this, Ephesians 4.3, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. We don't create it. We work hard to preserve it. And the word translated diligence has to do with your first and highest priority. What is it? 
hang on to what God has created in Christ. Here's another way to look at it. Romans chapter 12. Oh yeah, Romans chapter 12 is kind of parallel to Ephesians chapter 4, isn't it? Romans 12, 4 through 6. For just as we have many members in one body, there he's describing your physical body, all of the different parts of your physical body. Just as we have many members in one body and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. My friends, we belong to each other. We need to function in harmony with each other. This is the unity that God has created in Christ Jesus. So, we need to walk in a manner worthy, granting sufficient weight to who we are in Christ. So, as I say, you can not practice Christianity apart from a church. You can't do it because we belong to each other. We are incomplete without each other. That's why I say when you are physically reduced to having to watch what's going on here by way of live stream, oh, how we miss you. I'm so glad we can get this little bit of connection, but we have to practice it together. We have to be committed to it. Our highest priority, our, our most conspicuous diligence to belong to each other in Christ. And I promise you, I and everyone else who has ever preached a message like this wishes we had a, a button on the pulpit where we could make all of the empty seats hear what the people in the full seats are hearing. We need to, we need to disciple each other. We need to encourage each other. I implore you, well, that's the word, come alongside. We need to come alongside each other. I made the comment as we were, we've been down a little bit for a few weeks because of the, 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 the COVID numbers and all that. And I said, look, if you're missing somebody, give them a call, send them a text, write them an email, do so, reach out and get a hold of them. You that are on live stream, you don't see who's here, check out, call, check on somebody. See, and you know what? Some people actually did that. And you know what they said? Well, I'm glad I did that. Or somebody said, I, I, I just got this call. How wonderful. That's because we are one body. And I implore you, walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which we have been called. Now let's ask our Father to help us in our walk, shall we? Our Father, how we thank You for this, oh, this effectual call. Thank You for this thing that You have made us part of, this body. Have Your way, Father, with us. It's easy for us to become lazy. It's easy for us to become selfish. It's easy for us to just forget what we are in Christ. So, Father, give us the, the desire to daily walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which we have been called. And then we look forward to what You will do through us for your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.